Everybody's celebrity. It's Thursday. It might be the new day that I do this, but probably not. But I'll just for making myself feel like I'm productive. Thursdays will be the do the podcast day. And I will hold myself to that until I'm too hungover next Thursday to do anything about it. Um, We don't really have a specific topic. We don't really have any guests. I'm just kind of throwing some stuff together. I made some calls to some some people and uh, I recorded those calls because those seem to be kind of fun to do right now. The first one I called was my bank, TD Bank. I got an email from TD Bank saying that in order to meet my banking needs, they needed to up a bunch of my fees and prices for banking with them. Uh, I don't think it is to f- suit my needs because their profits continue to climb. I'm pretty sure it's to meet the shareholders' needs of raping and pillaging the public. Uh, really, I don't see why banking is a private system. Banking should be a public system that is controlled by the people, the government, the, com- the communities. All the profits that are made from people banking should be put back into the community f- as far as infrastructure or uh, transit, which is part of infrastructure, or parks, which is probably still part of infrastructure. I guess I could have stuck with the original umbrella of, yeah, all of the banking profits should be pumped back into the community to help the, the homeless or the poor. There's no reason for these guys to be making over $2 billion every quarter and raising prices up on people. The average Canadian family makes less than $50,000 a year, and they have people who regularly make that in bonuses. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to get into the whole banking scheme scam thing because I could do a whole podcast on that one thing. I'd probably want to have a guest in for that as well. I'm just going to say, you know, think about it. Our banks should be ours, and our money and our profits should be going to, of course, pay the people that work there. I'm not saying that it would be a volunteer system. Just pay them whatever they're making now. That's fine. But the profits should not be going into the pockets of shareholders and and executives. I don't know. I guess I sound like a, a poor crackpot right now. Anyway, so I called them. Welcome to TD Canada Trust Easy Line. This call is being recorded to Hopefully ensure service. Is on my end. Thank you for calling TD Easy Line. My name is Madison. How can I help you? Uh, yes. Hi, Madison, was it? Yes, it is. Yes. Hey, how are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. I just got an email from TD, and uh, it says, uh, in order to continue to meet my banking needs, uh, you need to jack up my prices. <laughs> uh, not exactly, but something similar to that. Uh, so what prices are you concerned about that we're jacking up? Um, well, all of them, of course, but I mean, they don't all affect me. Yeah, not all of them affect you. Most of the time, the only thing that will affect is uh, non-ATM uh, cash withdrawal. Instead of $1.50, it's $2. And the other one, if you do email money transfer, if you want to cancel it, it's 
See, that would be the one that would affect me and, I guess, uh, make me a little angry because I don't understand why it costs $1.50 to transfer in the first place when it's taking the bank and the overhead of having the actual building of the bank and then the employees in the bank. If I'm doing things online, isn't that saving you guys a bunch of money? You know, it is saving us money, of course, if we do online. But, um, you know, the piece, uh, they looked at the piece and compared to the other banks. And uh, to do the even chance to send that, yeah, we do charge a dollar fifty. Some banks do charge more and some other banks do charge less. We are right in the middle. Who, cha- who charges less? Um, I can't give that out. <laughs> oh, I need to do some research, do I? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... To meet my banking needs, the prices have gone up. Um, I'm, I might, I might be totally off here, but I, aren't you guys making like two billion quarterly? Uh, I don't have that information, unfortunately. I do. So you're making about two billion quarterly. Uh, not you personally, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I get it. Otherwise, we'd be friends on Facebook. Uh, So I'm just wondering why my prices have to go up when profits are going up every quarter. Well, it's not just your prices that are going up, it's everybody's prices. Just to make sure that we are matching with the prices that match up with other banks. So we are the last one to make the changes, but all the other banks have made the similar changes. Okay, well, that's just a a question for the banking system in general, I guess. Um, I mean, you guys had a really great uh, CEO, Ed Clark. Uh, He actually was the one that made it so that your banking was open more and and it was more customer-driven. And he actually took TD to Second Bank in, in Canada. And I just think... You know, saying, well, all the other banks do it is kind of a cop-out when you could be going for number one and actually being fair with the customers. Because the fact that profits are going up continually every quarter in excess of $2 billion and I need to be charged $1.50 to send some money to someone when it's actually saving you guys money seems a little inappropriate. Get a lot of feedback from that also, and uh, I could forward your feedback also uh, to the department that takes care of the feedback, and hopefully they do some changes uh, down the road. I am positive that my feedback will have as much effect as the other feedback, in which case I will be getting another letter like this in, say, six months saying, in order to continue my banking needs, they'll sometimes need to adjust my pricing up a bit more. That I can't Can, the could I possibly talk to this feedback individual, the individual who gets the feedback? Well, it's a department that canceled. Um, the, if you want a feedback, you have to go to your home branch, and if you tell the branch manager, you know, he'll be able to set something up for you to have a, a proper feedback. The branch manager? Yeah. He's a minnow. So he has a direct contact with the higher department, and he'll be able to get you more feedback. Oh, you get you don't have direct contact with the feedback no. board. No, we don't have direct. No, we don't have direct access. I see. Uh, so your your course of action that you're recommending is that I go to my bank and I talk to the branch manager there, and try and rework the whole banking system from that guy. That's what my, would be my suggestion. Yes. So essentially, I have no options. Well, I'm giving the option, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you're saying complaints department top floor, basically. Do you get Do you get that joke? Yeah, I, I get the joke. Sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, there's there's no recourse at all. The banks just keep making more money. They shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, the other banks are doing it." And if you have any complaints, the complaints department's on the top floor. Well, no, I'm. That, this yeah. is just this is the overview of the conversation that we just had. There are no options, and basically, unless you want to be a hermit and keep your money in your your mattress, uh, you're pretty much screwed and have to do whatever the people tell you to. So we're all on our knees here. I got no comments. Sir. All right, all right, brother. Okay, you have a great day. You too. Yep, pretty much uh, what I thought. No, no new information here. <laughs> After that, I called the cops. I wanted to uh, get the actual legalities on four-way flashers because in the past couple weeks, uh, me and my wife have driven by countless vehicles who have... Here in Alberta, they, they have vehicles that have um, cameras on the top, and if you fly by the, ca the camera or the car... You get a ticket in the mail saying, hey, we got you on camera, you were speeding, you owe us a bunch of money. And it's really bad in this province. It's one of the things that I'm definitely looking forward to leaving this province so that I'm no longer under this constant tyranny of cameras around monitoring my movements. Now, the worst part about it is, is that every time I've seen these guys... It's in the middle of the night. They're in a vehicle that's not a police vehicle. It's a dark, like, Ford Escape or any other vehicle. It's a dark vehicle. It's on the side of the highway, and it does not have its four-way flashers on. When I first got here, that's what I was told. If you see a vehicle on the side of the road with its four-way flashers, it could be a cop because legally they have to have their four-way flashers on. That's kind of been thrown out the window for the past month or so, so... I give a call to the police to find out what's going on about that. Another thing that really bothers me is I've seen these vehicles in places that are nowhere near residential zones. There's no pedestrians. There's no chance of any person playing near the road or crossing the road. And there are no instances of accidents in these areas either. But they are p places where people speed because people realize that, hey, this is a highway out in the middle of nowhere where nothing's going on. I'm going to go 10 over the limit or 20 over the limit, which has not caused any accidents to date. So it's just a money grab. They're just trying to collect revenue. So they sit a guy on the side of the road, making him a hazard, flashing people that go by. It's uh, pretty annoying, and I'm definitely going to say good riddance to that. while your call is being transferred, as it may take a few seconds. CTS traffic. Hi, how you doing today? What can we do for you this fine day? I'm just doing a little research. I'm, I'm actually looking into four-way hazard flashers, and uh, I was wondering if there's any sort of laws about uh, being pulled over on the highway at night or on a roadway and having to put your four ways on. Okay, being pulled over meaning what? Like, 
if if I were just to pull over, say, to use my phone or whatever, is it required for me to put on my four ways? Yeah. If I get in an accident, if somebody rear-ends me, am, am I kind of at fault? Or if I, I don't have the one? On, then, well, then you're an obstacle on the highway. But I'm on the side of the road, right? You're still an obstacle on the highway if you're on the pavement. Okay. What if I have two wheels off of the pavement? Oh, we're splitting hairs here. You're still an obstacle on the highway. So is is there a law saying that I, I should have my four ways on? Uh, uh, give me half a minute here. Yeah, sure. No problem. Act or use of the road. Okay, let's go for hazard lights. Okay, situated unattended in location or in a condition so that, in the opinion of the peace officer, it constitutes a present or potential hazard to persons or property. Uh, stationary non commercial commercial vehicles. Uh, at any time on the highway during the nighttime or when due to insufficient light or unfavorable atmospheric conditions, objects are not clearly discernible on the highway at a distance of at least 150 meters ahead. The person shall not permit a vehicle that is not a commercial vehicle to be stationary on a highway outside the limits of an urban area unless, uh, the vehicle hazard warning light with which the vehicle is required to be equipped are a light without delay. So you can be charged under Section 491C of the Traffic Safety Act. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> now, my concern is in the past two weeks, I've seen four photo radar vehicles that are dark vehicles at night on the side of the highway without their four-way flashers on. Who do I contact to make a complaint about that? Because it's a hazard. All right. So, I'm not too sure if he's in right at the moment, but you can leave a message with him to call you back. Sure. And transfer you to the gentleman who takes care of that. Thank okay. you very much for all your help today, sir. Okay, hold on. Hello, my name is Neil Stanton. I'm calling in regards to I've seen a lot of photo radar vehicles on the side of the highway at night with no four-way flashers on. Um, I don't know the exact um, traffic act code. I will when you give me a call back, though, for reference. Uh, this is a hazard, and I figured somebody should know about it. Um, my name and number, you have my name, my number is 587-436-4500. That's 587-436-4500. Thank you. And lastly, but not least, uh, <laughs> me and Dio go to a hockey game before Christmas there, and uh, we come back to the studio afterwards, and most of the interview was not appropriate for the airwaves 
But we did talk about the game a little bit, and I thought I'd just give you some insight into what it's like to go to a hockey game with two crazy motherfuckers. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, I actually did. I'm I'm a little sad that the, I didn't get a hold of the complaints officer, but I'll definitely let you guys know what he says on the next podcast. Until then, keep her in your nose. Yeah, All right, everybody. Motherfuckers. It's, of course we're fucking oh, on. Okay. It's... <laughs> It's everybody, celebrity, number whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what it is. What, do you need me to count for you? If you need me to count for you... You're in the wrong place. You have some more problems than I can help you with. (laughs) You're in the wrong place. So, it's Christmas time. It is about Christmas time, yes. We've got the Christmas tree in the background. We have our... You do too, don't you? Yeah, we have our... My family doesn't do that, so... And we got our holiday expert, Dio Moore, with us. Oh, yeah, holiday yeah. is my specialty, for sure. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Drinking is your specialty, and it just so happens that drinking is a big part of the holidays. Yes, and uh, And so we bring you in, apparently, for every holiday that we got going on. We I had so. It's going to be a natural thing right now. But you miss the American Thanksgiving, and like uh, my family, because I am... I have some American in me, so we actually do celebrate the American Thanksgiving, and uh, I actually did make a really big turkey and all that shit just for American Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people laugh at that, and they're like, oh, well, up in Canada, you're only supposed to eat turkey, what, twice a turkey year? Turkey bacon. Well, you're only supposed to eat turkey, like, twice a year, right? Like, we have Thanksgiving up here, and then we have, you know, Christmas and all that shit. Fuck that. We should eat turkey as much as we possibly can. Because the way I cook a turkey, man, you should eat that shit all the time. I douse it in all the pork fat I can, and I wrap my turkey in bacon, and then cook that shit. (laughs) So you take your kosher meat, (laughs) and you make it as absolutely unkosher and unhalal. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, the pork fat goes down into that shit, and it it just makes it so tender. It's, It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so let's move up. Let's move on from that. No, man, I like I like the Christmas theme. I mean, so you and I were just chilling out at a hockey game. I recently flew back in from Toronto. For everybody that was wondering where the fuck I was, I was in Toronto chasing some bullshit. And I'm not gonna get into what happened with the bullshit, but just let me tell you, it was a bunch of bullshit. And I I'm contested that because it was. But chilling out at a hockey game, oh, we were definitely not. It was, uh, yeah. I'm glad to be back. I mean, you told some 16-year-old that you were going to dump your beer on his head. Oh, no, no, no. I said I was going to smash my beer cup in his face. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did that kid. And uh, he shouldn't have fucking known better than push my chair. They were all friends with the the rival team goalie who I was razzing the shit out of. And uh, you guys can't really comprehend how loud I can yell. I cannot believe that you're actually speaking right now with the vocals that came out of your your face. It was so fierce. Your hand was like shaking while you were yelling at that goalie. And he heard me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody heard me. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. It was unreal. I can't do the whole stick your fingers in the mouth and whistle. You know, know, I can, but 
but I, I choose not to because it like it's embarrassing. I would have spit all over the, the people in front of us. Right. And, and you know the guy that was sitting like in in the next row above us, like in front of us. The other Ian. And like, and like four four seats down or whatever, he mm-hmm. had his daughter there, and he was like looking over at us. Just waiting for a reason to, to start something. I could see that. I knew I knew it was. But bad. we were PG the entire time, well, so no. Nope. We were trying to be, but we were PG. No swear well, words came out of our mouths. Yeah, Zach and Zach and Ben well, sitting there. They were they were wondering like, oh, okay. Conversational wise, swear words came out of. But as far as as yelling and screaming and projecting our voices, there was no swear words. I can honestly say like. We held back quite a bit. Yeah. Honestly, if I was there, like, tomorrow night, I'm going to watch my Bruins play. And I'm telling you, like, there, there's going to be no holding back, man. That's going to be just a, a full-out shit show. You're going to get kicked out. If you oh, don't absolutely. hold back, you're getting absolutely. kicked out. But I don't know. Like, Ben looked at me when, when that kid was bumping my seat, and I turned back to the kid, and he was, like, 16, 17 years old. And I said, hey, man, you keep bumping my seat. And, and make me spill my drink. I'm gonna take this fucking beer cup and I'm gonna smash it right on your fucking forehead. And he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ben's like, yeah, that kid actually looked like he was scared. And I said, that's the benefits of being a drunk because you never know how serious the guy is. Right? Yeah. Like, I was trying to get a point across here, but I mean, I'm a friendly drunk. Well, I will say that you bookended. The uh, remarks of I'm going to dump my beer on your face with I love you guy and yeah, then yeah, I love you. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was respectful. It's like, listen, buddy, I understand we're at the game. I love you. Oh, that's but if, right, because if I you, said I'm an alcoholic, I am an alcoholic. I, I looked at him. I said, because I am an alcoholic. The only reason I'm upset is because you're bumping my seat and I'm spilling my alcohol like I'm spilling my beer. And other than that, though, we got no problem, right? But yep. I mean, like, don't make me spill my alcohol because if I waste one more drop of my beer on, on the floor, I'm gonna smash this fucking, this cup right in your face. Right I now. think I said basically the same thing to you because you kept grabbing me and shaking me, and my beer kept falling on my pants. Yeah, I and I, not to, but I noticed that at one point, so I, I tried to stop doing that. But like Ben and Zach were sitting there, and they're like, oh, and I was like, we're just getting started, man. Like, don't. Yeah, we're just getting started. Like they don't even know. <laughs> so we had a good time at the at the hockey game, and we uh, we lit her up. Definitely, we were we were the people yeah. that everybody was turning around and talking to, and and whatever. It was a good time. I had I had a pretty good time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. It was a good Christmas game. Absolutely. First, it starts with a song, and it's really not that bad. Then we start with the talk, also really not that bad. Then it feels like it won't stop, surprisingly still not bad. He gotta pee, no problem, hit the pause, you know that's not that bad. Then you're told it ends with the thought, probably the least not bad. Then surprise you're listening to the song, the worst kind of really bad. It's the worst kind of really bad. It's the worst kind of really bad.